Hi, Mark. Welcome to the podcast, episode 225. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, Brandon. How are you? Doing fantastic. Um, absolute pleasure to have you on. There's a lot I want to talk about and dive into with Hawk Finance. Um, before we get around to it, tell me a bit more about yourself so the audience can get familiar with you. What's, uh, what's your story? What's your background? Sure. So my, my story about getting into crypto specifically is kind of funny. Like, had some friends and I, we wanted to start a, you know, get into a startup some odd 10 plus years ago. We heard about this thing, Bitcoin, and we wanted to disrupt the uh, frequent flyer aviation industry with loyalty points. More or less, loyalty points are run like uh, they're very centralized. Uh, you don't get too much for your, for your points after you spend a lot of money at an airline. So we heard about this thing called Bitcoin, and we, we designed this omni-currency payment gateway. You could use your Bitcoin. Uh, your fiat and your loyalty points in a single transaction. So this is way back in 2011. So we were kind of, you know, early birds with Bitcoin, you could say. Back then, no investors wanted to touch it. They all said to us, you know, is Bitcoin a scam? Can it be hacked? All these sorts of things. And we were like, no, 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 it's going to be the big thing. And we were right. <laughs> um, but that's kind of my journey into crypto. Started taking it more seriously in 2016, started investing more. Um, I always dabbled in crypto. My predominant uh, area has been in marketing, especially digital marketing. And then I really took off into a crypto career, uh, you know, about a year or two ago when I started actually advising companies, working for them. I had done heaps of stuff in startups, you know, raised money, everything, that side of things. So, yeah, then I got into, um, it's funny, I got into meme tokens, funny enough. Um, my buddy said, hey, you should hear about this thing called Shiba Inu. And I was like, Shiba what? And so I got in relatively early and did well. And then, you know, meme season started and I just, I made, you know, tons of money on these, on these meme tokens. And, um, and then I, I wrote to Hawk one day and I said, hey, I think I can, I can help you. Like you can, you can win this race if you use your meme brand and you build a, a DeFi company. You know, a lot of DeFi companies aren't very sexy, but if your, your meme token is put in front of it, it could really work. And, and that's how I, how I got involved in Hawk. Yeah. What do you think about meme coins in general? So in general, so I was very bullish on them in the beginning because I saw that they were doing a lot of, I would say they had a very strong brand equity. And I've said this before, and you know, some people think it's crazy, but, but what meme coins and meme tokens have done for things like ETH or Ethereum in general is pretty remarkable. You've got retail investors out there with little to no knowledge about blockchain, crypto. They don't think Ethereum is sexy. All of a sudden, Shiba Inu comes out and they've got a MetaMask, right? Trust Wallet. They understand what an ERC20 token is. They get all these things. So in this strange way, meme tokens have brought this level of adoption to um, blockchain and crypto as a whole. So I love them for that. What I don't like about them, you could say, is a lot of the hype marketing, which is predominantly focused on spending lots of money to get the community hype so the price pumps. And that's not sustainable at all. So that's what I disliked about them. So that's why when I came to Hawk and I said, if we build some real utility, if we build products for the next crypto generation that are going to be born into never using a bank, a centralized bank, you'll win this race in five, 10 years. So that's what I like about them. There's a lot you can build onto a meme token. Yeah, it's crazy. Almost in, it is insane how much money has poured into meme coins like Doge and like Shiba Inu and... Um, all the plethora of ones that exist today simply because of really good branding and then community engagement. It's, it's crazy um, how much you just need those two things and all of a sudden money just starts flowing because of speculation. 
Exactly, and it's a big part of the speculation, right? That that this coin's going to pump, it's going to moon, do a you know a million percent, and you've got to love the community behind it. I, I love that it's it's very uh, focused on brand building, community, listening to the community to build things. You know, the the tokens not always right, and the community's not always right, but there's a good flow of you know dialogue that can happen in a meme token that doesn't traditionally happen in other projects like more serious ones. Um, there are DAOs and you can vote on things, but they don't have the same energy. So that's what I really love about a meme token is the, is the level of energy from the community to influence how the project is, uh, is going to unfold. Do you think Hawk Finance fits into that category as being a meme coin or do you think that's something separate? Because I know you guys are trying to build out a lot more utility. Look, I think we're always going to be a meme token. I love the meme token brand. I just think that it's going to be placed onto a, mm -hmm. a DeFi ecosystem as a DeFi player. So I hope in that transition that we never lose our foundations. Um, you know, I only started six or seven months ago. It's been around since May last year. Um, a lot of people have come and gone and a lot of the core people have stayed along and built this thing as a volunteer project. And that's really beautiful that people came along and dedicated their lives to something that they had no idea what's going to happen. You know, it's a meme. Um, I hope that that never changes. The, the, you know, the spirit of a meme token, I hope it never gets too serious, even though we are, you know, our entity in Dubai is, is coming up, our licensing for our, our products, as in crypto licensing, those things are, are very corporate. And the structure we are building is very corporate. And the systems and the processes are what you would find at a, you know, a real business. Um, but still the heart and soul is, is, this, is the meme token. Why are you guys choosing to do this in Dubai rather than elsewhere? So we first looked at Singapore and Singapore was pretty crypto friendly. There were some, mm -hmm. there were some tax issues in Singapore in terms of like how you pay tax. So if you make money on a transaction in Australia, you need to have an entity in Australia to then give tax credits or the Singapore entity needs to give tax credits back. Where in Dubai, it's like, hey, you make money where you want, 0%. I think now it's at 1% now. I think they've just changed it. But, mm -hmm. but Dubai is very crypto-friendly now. They're, they're really trying to change this scene. And you, you've seen Binance you know, lead this way now by opening something in Dubai, in, in Dubai. So I think Dubai will win that race. Malta was good, but they've given out too many licenses and some shady stuff went on eventually. I think Estonia was good. Again, gave out too many licenses. Whereas kind of like, like these kind of democratic countries have this like the banks and the government, while they work together, they're kind of separate. But in, in Dubai, it's kind of like the royal family and the banks, you can say. So with them, it's, it's a lot more straightforward. So we've you know, gone for registration and it's been, it's, it's been easier to do, less hurdles. And I say that a lot more companies are going to start in Dubai over the next few years. So tell me more about, um, tell me more about Hawk. Like, what is it that you guys do more specifically? What are some of the um, utilities or products and services that are offered through the, through the platform? Sure. So well, what our core focus is really about is building a, a DeFi ecosystem where you can send and spend your crypto the way you want to. So we want to like, mm -hmm. we look at legacy finance or the traditional banking I and mean, you see stocks and bonds and loans and you see payment gateways and things like this. And basically there's always a middleman and nothing is really attractive. It's boring. You can't talk to people. It's kind of just, you know, it's really outdated. So the way we want to do this is look at that and, and build that on the blockchain, but bring some, you know, acute fun brand to the experience. So for example, a lot of people do NFTs 
and you know NFTs are the big craze right now. And first it was really good art, and now that's going to change, and it's going to be about utility. So what we've done with our NFTs, uh, the moment you mint an NFT from Hock, it starts generating yield. The NFTs are more or less connected to a, 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 a yield pool. So you buy that NFT and automatically it starts making money. And in, over time, maybe a couple of months, the mint fee would be paid back to you from the yield that's generated, which is remarkable. So those NFTs are upgradable, they're modular contracts. So that means that as the regulation changes over time, let's say one of the SEC gets friendly and says, yeah, the NFTs are, are stocks and bonds or whatever you want them to be. We're gonna be one of the first players to be able to change our NFTs to replicate what's happening in the world especially with regulation. Um, we've got a product called Hock, uh, Hock Premium, DeFi aggregator. It makes your ETH and your USDC work for you. So if you want to use Aave or Wi-Fi, et cetera, on different platforms, you can do it all through Hock, Hock Premium, and you know, get, this, get this crypto working for you. So in the same way, like that would be almost like you know, loaning your money out at a bank, except you can't do that at a bank, right? You, know, you, you've got to, you want to loan your money out, you need licenses and those sorts of things. So, so our core focus is looking at what exists in legacy finance, building on the blockchain with our brand, and just basically build this ecosystem out. So as the industry starts changing, we've got a great brand people can relate to, and we've got great products they can use. And it's not based on hype. It's based on real-world utility. Just to touch on the NFTs, what are some other features that the NFTs might feature um, other than you know being able to generate yield and pay back um, whatever the minting fees might have been in a couple months which is pretty cool too that's actually a really yeah. nice aspect given how expensive it is to mint an nft these days um what are some other features um is there i know a lot of people are working on um real-time data multi-sending um any any unique features that you guys want to implement that might separate you guys a bit more from what the competition is out there? Absolutely. What I know the dev team are working on right now is this NFT dashboard. It's almost like um, an investment portfolio dashboard. So you buy the NFT and you've got a big collection. You can see when it's been minted. You can benchmark it across the yield it's earned, how much yields in different NFTs. So you can search NFTs and kind of look at NFTs as if like, you know, pieces of art that are generating money, how they've been traded, what's valuable, you know, and then from that itself, what we're looking at doing, which is really, really cool, is getting our, our, our NFT dashboard and our liquidity pools to connect with other NFT projects. So the goal is one day we can you know, reach out to some of the bigger projects and say, hey, do you want to use our dashboard? And all your NFT collection, you know, you'll have all the data from the chain into a single dashboard. So you can trade, almost like if you had, back in the day, your your Pokemon cards, right? And you could see what they were worth and you could trade with friends in school and you had all that data around you. So, so that's the next stage for the NFTs. So it's like building out for our NFTs first as an investment dashboard, going further and connecting other NFT projects. Got it. Um, other than the NFTs, which I know are hugely popular right now and everyone's trying yeah. to do something with NFTs and... Um, I think it's really carried the industry over the past year or so with all the money that's poured in. Um, with DeFi too, which is also massively um, growing, what are you guys looking to do um, in that arena? Do you guys want to get into banking? Do you want to get into loans? Do you guys want to um, put a swap together? Do you have a swap? What yeah. are some of the things you want to do around decentralized finance? 
Yeah, totally. So um, we've got a swap right now. We're going to be building out the swap. Um, we've got a multi-chain bridge in the swap. So what's really cool about it is that we are, so Hoxon Heco, the, the, the Chinese chain, which mm -hmm. is said, you know, some analysts say it'll be the next Binance. We're on um, uh, Ethereum and, and Binance as well. So if you buy a Hock token, you can bridge that token. You, you could bridge millions and millions of dollars worth of Hock for like, you know, 30 bucks, which is pretty cool. We're going to create a public bridge. So that bridge will enable, so if you think about it as a payment system, other projects that have different chains that you, 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 you can't swap, you can't bridge across, we'll, we'll give that to projects, we'll give that to the world. So imagine an open source bridge, if you will. Um, so everything is focused around payments, you know, the way that you, as I said before, send and spend crypto. Um, we want to look into loans. Loans is interesting because, again, you know, you don't want to be a crypto project that's dabbling in the, you know, in the kind of areas of securities, but mm -hmm. it's all about what can we give people with their existing crypto. So whether we build something to do with NFTs being staked and you can, you know, you know, use your NFT as collateral, for example, and then borrow USDC, um, that sort of thing with a loan. As a, as a DeFi ecosystem, um, a payment system, what we found a lot of uh, requests from was massive businesses that generate hundreds of millions of dollars a year and they don't know how to send crypto. They want to accept crypto for this for their services. So we're looking at a, a payment system on that side to help massive companies who have very little knowledge and building them something where they can send and receive crypto simultaneously and start replacing a lot of the fiat money. So they might accept, you know, millions of dollars literally a day in fiat, but it's taken five days through the central banks to get there. It's a lot of money to just, you know, have in transition that's not yours. So by giving them this tool, they can accept money faster and they can send goods faster. So the idea with Hock is this ecosystem to be built out is based on different layers. We, we can't build everything at once. Everything needs to be tested and trialed. But the next stage is really to scale this company globally by, you know, we have the baseline, we've got the brand set up, the systems, the processes, and then start doing proper marketing that resonates with people. And the people, of course, in crypto that our products solve the biggest problems for. Yeah, that'd be an interesting angle. Um, you guys working with any merchants yet trying to do uh, some kind of payment system or payment gateway or um, allowing people to accept talk or yeah. um, anything along those lines? We're not specifically working with merchants, but, but more or less, we would be, um, we would be like, if, if you will, just a, a payment gateway that would be enabling a particular merchant to accept and to send crypto to, to their suppliers. So yes, in that sense, we are working with a, a merchant, but the merchant will more use our tool as will other merchants in the, in, in the future. Um, so I should say that to clarify that the merchant that we're looking at working with um, is in a logistics field. And it's really not a field that has really got anything to do with any, well, I would say it's, I would say it's a, very early to be in crypto in this particular industry. They're a lot in blockchain and this merchant's got a problem. They've, they've got lots of money locked up because of delays, because of the way that their, their services work. So that's the next stage for us. We've got the scope together and now we're going to talk with them and just see how it can, you know, how it can work. And 
a lot of the community and a lot of people are like, hey, when's it going to come out? When's this happening? But, but you know, deals of this size, they don't happen overnight. There's so much planning that goes involved. And I think in crypto, we're so used to McDonald's culture. Like, we want it now. Whereas there's a, a lot of things to build and a lot of uh, protocols to, to put in place. Do you guys have a native wallet uh, that people can use, like on the phone or on desktop? Or do you guys just work and integrate with existing wallets? We work and integrate with existing wallets. There is a wallet that has been planned and underway. Mm -hmm. And we imagine that it, it depends on what happens first, on, on what particulars come through. We hope that we could get a wallet out within this year, but some of the other stuff will help us generate some more solid income. Whereas, you know, wallets are great, great for the community to have it, but we don't see that as a, a problem that we need to solve right now. But there are other problems in crypto that we can solve right now with the infrastructure and the, and the tech that we have, like the, you know, the, the, the open bridge. That's, you know, whenever we've talked to people about it, they were like, crap, like that's a massive problem for us because we've got nothing to bridge our tokens. It costs a fortune. So we know by giving that to the, the greater crypto world, that could solve a lot of problems for them. And of course, you know, we benefit from that as well. Gotcha. What's... Um Here's an interesting question. I don't usually ask this, but what's your guys' marketing strategy look like uh, for this year? Like, what are you guys trying to push? What are you guys trying to nail down? Um, how do you guys go about marketing? You know, it's kind of interesting in, in crypto. Some of the ways people go about, you know, um, promoting what they're doing or their, their protocols or their blockchains or their projects. What's uh, your guys' strategy look like overall? So right now, the, the main function for us is to build and off the building is basically to be the authority in the press on crypto, NFTs, blockchain, whatever. So mm -hmm. we, we get a lot of like big press considering we're a meme token. We have, you know, one of the best press agents in the world. Um, I think just this week alone, I did a, I've done, I've done comments for Slate, The Guardian, The Daily Telegraph, uh, Express UK, like finance magnets. I've just done tons and tons and tons of press and, and you can see this under the newsroom of our website and I'm waiting for like 10 more articles to come out basically and I've got another call after this with the journalists in the States. But, our, but our, our strategy with this is let's become an authority. Let's get on the ground and get the mainstream press to actually uh, accept and adopt experts from a meme token, which is funny because a lot of the meme tokens, they don't have docs teams. And they're not aiming for mainstream press. They're aiming for hype marketing. So celebrities and billboards in Times Square that pump the volume. We don't want to take that approach because, well, it's very expensive. And it's literally, you know, it pumps the price temporarily. Whereas if you come to a meme token, let's say you're, you're to compare two meme tokens. And you see that we've been uh, quoted and interviewed in crypto.com, um, sorry, capital.com, Verdict, Express UK, Daily Telegraph, and there's, you know, Mark from Hock Finance. And he's always quoting all these things, NTD News, everything. And you look at the two projects and what they're building, I think you'll go for Hock. I think that you'll resonate with the big brains in media and you'll think, I want to actually put my money there because this is the project that'll go five, ten years. We hope we can last this long through all the volatility. Whereas the other projects, okay, they've got some celebrity endorsements who are obviously paid and they've got some great hype marketing, you know, where, where's that going to head when people stop believing in meme projects? So the marketing for us is predominantly building authority in the mainstream press. And around that, we 
you know, we spend money on different like, you know, Telegram groups and Twitter influencers and things like that, but it's not a part of the big overall strategy now. It will be later on in the year when we've got more to talk about, but we have to lay the foundation first before we just start throwing cash everywhere. Yeah, it's gotta be tricky, huh? When you're in this, I guess, meme coin sector within the blockchain world, and it's already got this predisposed opinion that exists um, where everyone's like, buy, 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 pump, 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 go, go, go. Yep. Um, but you're trying to build something that's longstanding and legitimate. Um, you know, marketing's probably fairly difficult for you guys because you, you didn't want to, at the same time, you're kind of a part of that community, but at the same time, you want to discern yourselves a little bit so that people look at you as being like a really serious project that's going to do all these things and solve all these problems. So I imagine that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of work to convince the community to just be patient and hold on. And as I said earlier, like crypto, you know, brings people in who, who want to leave nine to five, and they want to they want to bet on the next Shiba Inu or the next Dogecoin, and that is really rare for those kinds of um, trades to be made. Not everyone puts a thousand bucks in a token and it's worth seven hundred million dollars. Like it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But they expect it and they demand it, and they're like, "Why aren't you spending money?" Why are you spending a million dollars a month on this area? I'm like, well, there's an escalation going on right now between Russia and Ukraine. Do you think that maybe they may impact how a meme token is traded? And, and most people don't understand that global economic events, Bitcoin tanks and Ethereum tanks, that's also going to you know, drag every token down pretty much. So we can spend a million dollars a day. It won't have the same effect because now the meme season is over, there'll be another one eventually what's going to happen to the other projects. So if you want it to last, you've got to really strategically place yourself as a brand that's here to last. Because I don't want to put $1,000 or $5,000 or whatever into a project that won't be there in a couple of years, let alone a year. And you know many meme tokens, they, they, they die pretty quick. And they're born just as quick too. And for what point? Well, for what point other than, you know, for hype marketing and people are betting on these things, like that they're going to be there one ticket out. Well, the way you would do it is that you would, you know, de-rescue your portfolio by putting some into meme tokens and a lot into Bitcoin and, and Ethereum rather than going all out into a meme token. If the market crashes and we, you know, we crash too, there's nothing that almost anyone can do about those things. There's no amount of money that can fix that. So you're right. It's a difficult balance to show the community that, hey, this is a long-term build. Rome wasn't built in a day, but look at what we're releasing. Look at what we're doing so far, you know. As I said, we're in the, tele, the, the Daily Telegraph recently where I'm, where I'm talking about um, Bitcoin and, and, and Russia and, and Ukraine. And that's the press asking us a meme token for a quote. That's pretty significant if you consider that bit of brand equity versus the other tokens who, of course, are, some of them are massive, of course, but, and they don't, they don't need to be in the press right now, but maybe someday they will. So at least we're heading on the right path. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are on the right path. Unfortunately, there's so many people that are looking for that um, one miracle investment. And you hear all the stories about someone putting like $5,000 into something like Shib, Shiba Inu, for example, a year and a half ago, and it being worth um, millions and millions of dollars today. The reality is you have no idea what that was going to do or that that even existed a year and a half ago. It, no. it didn't. It hardly existed. You're not going to throw $5,000 into something you don't know 
you know, could potentially be relevant in any kind of way. Exactly. Um, <laughs> someone got really lucky. <laughs> it's just like whoever bet on the Bengals getting to the Super Bowl this year got really lucky too. Um, so well, that's well, you're right there because it's like I think the the I saw this meme actually. You know, if you put a thousand dollars in, I think January 2021, that was mm-hmm. worth 700 million dollars in Shiba Inu at, at at its peak. Like that's that's insane. First of all, um, but who knew? I mean, $1,000 is a bit of money to just throw at something that you've got no clue about. I mean, unless you're you know, really, really wealthy and you just don't care and you think, that's a fun project and I'll put 1000 in, sure. But I don't know how many people did that. Yeah. Um, th- there's thousands of cryptos out there. I mean, if you just do the math and you put $1,000 into 1,000 of them, you got to have like about a million dollars in the pot and money you can just throw away. No one has that kind of money. No ordinary person. Um, and you'd have to do that to actually hit something and, exactly. and make millions and millions of dollars. So, I mean, statistically, it's possible if you have the money to throw away. I'm sure these millionaires are doing it all the time because it's fun. But, you know, it's not practical. You're not going to just pick the right one and all of a sudden you're going to become a millionaire. No, 100%. That's very true. It's better to have a strategy where you're kind of de-risking, not, not putting everything in, in every, uh, um, you know, not going so hard into something to think that it's going to change your life, but thinking about five, 10 years, that's what's really good. I mean, we know they're safer bets now, despite the volatility of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Safer, and what I mean by that is, safer not to go in the red um, over the next five and 10 years. We know that they're so big, right? Whereas if you kind of put the most of your portfolio just in meme tokens and expect all the good things to happen, it, it can happen if you were at the beginning of the meme token, you know, uh, the meme season. But now things are changing. Yeah, things are changing rapidly all the time in this space. It almost feels like, you know, a few months feels like a year and a, a year or two feels like an eternity. It's so much is rapidly changing. Um, totally. In terms of rapid change, what does your guys' uh, roadmap look like for the rest of the year? I know you guys are focused on building so many different things. What are you excited about? to hopefully have built out um, either at the end of this quarter or later this year? Um, well, first of all, we, we want to build out our team as well. So we've got a couple of new hires that we're going to be uh, releasing news about soon. Team is really important to us. We're trying to structure all the different um, departments that we have, so social media and getting different agencies to come on board and help us with certain things. In terms of the uh, products themselves, um, it's building out what we have. So Hawk Premium and the Hawk NFTs, bringing more features, adding more liquidity pools, um, you know, expanding what you can do with those features itself or those 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 tools, I should say. Um, the bridge is really exciting in the roadmap. Um, getting that bridge out to the public, um, you know, it's like, it's basically on our roadmap right now is we've built the foundation. The next step is maybe not to build too many products, but make the ones that we have really, really good. And then in terms of scaling would be scaling the company. So we are preparing something to take on a lot of new money that will help us scale around the globe, uh, especially in terms of reach. One of the things that we, we know what we can do now is because we've got so many th- great systems in place when we spend money it reaches certain people so you know we spend money on on a great you know pr agent and that really gives us a good return because what we get back from it is brand equity we earn trust and that helps our community grow like these guys are legit they're being featured in the press it's not it's not uh, paid 
press releases. And I see some massive companies think what they, you know, the press they get in Yahoo Finance is something to boast about. It costs like a few hundred bucks to, you know, to get a feature there and, and no one reads it. But is Yahoo actually reaching out to you? That's a different story. So everything's laid for, for scale. Um, products wise, team wise, few more hires, marketing wise, um, we're bringing heaps of stuff back internally. And it's about reaching new customers in terms of people that are using our product and about the holders itself. You always have to address the elephant in the room in every project, which is like, what does the, the holder want to do versus what does the, you know, the person who wants to send or receive crypto want to do? It's, you know, two different customers. Got it. Um, do you guys have a community? You have a Discord or a Telegram or a place where people go to chit chat? Absolutely. So Telegram's our main thing and Twitter. These are our, our two strongest communities. We have Discord and Instagram and everything else as well. Um, if you go to our website, hawk.finance, you'll find all the links there um, to join the community, get involved, and uh, reach out and ask a question. Yeah, I think I joined your guys' Discord as well. Is there a place cool. where I can uh, shill the podcast and be one of those annoying spammers and, and ruin the community? I can shill the podcast for you. I'll, I'll tell one of the moderators and I'll, I'll send out the links to the communities and, uh, and that'll get out there. And, and we'll pin that for you so people can check it out. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send you whatever over what you need. Just let me know. Um, before we go, any other place or information or you want people to go, website, any documentation, uh, any articles and news pieces, um, where do you want to direct people? Yeah, I mean, if you go to hawk.finance, you can read everything that we're doing. So our ecosystem, you know, where we're going, our vision. It's, it's important, I think, for people to understand that like no one has ever tried to transition a, a meme token to a DeFi player. And it's maybe some do it in their own way, but not the focus that we're taking. Of course, we have competitors, right? I'm not saying that we're totally unique. Mm -hmm. But to understand that, where we're going, look at the team. Um, but click on the, click on the newsroom as well and click on the products page. The newsroom, you're going to see where we've been featured and links to the articles about what the press is asking us for comments on, which is fantastic. And then, of course, the products page, which will detail uh, links, like hyperlinks to the products to use them and to buy the token, for example. Um, and also just to see the products that are coming, like what's our thoughts on the ecosystem and understand what we're really building is so you can, as I said, you know, a couple of times, to send and spend your, your crypto the way you want to in your own ecosystem. Got it. Um, do you have social media yourself? Are you on Twitter, Instagram or LinkedIn? I'm on LinkedIn. Mark Basser, you can, I'm probably the only one that's there, in, especially in crypto. Uh, I don't really use any other socials, to be honest, but, uh, but link, LinkedIn's there too. Cool. Guys, go follow Mark. Go check out Hawk Finance. Go down and like the video and subscribe. Mark, um, great episode. A lot of interesting information. Um, very happy that you took the time today to talk to us about Hawk Finance and everything you guys are doing. It's very exciting, um, and it's cool to hear about, you know, projects in the meme community that are you know doing a bit more and having a bit more utility and doing exciting things so thank you for sharing today really do appreciate it thanks so much brandon i appreciate the time anytime talk to you soon bye cheers bye